This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. the mom room podcast my name is renee rena and i am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted all right welcome to thursday's solo episode it is tuesday morning milo in the car on the way to daycare said mommy and i said yes and he said i love you in my classroom and i was like what and i realized he was trying to say that Now that the regulations are lifted, we can actually go in the daycare classroom and drop him off. So before we had to just drop him off at the front door of the daycare. So, you know, I go in with him. I put on his indoor shoes, um, hang up his coat. Like we have big hugs and kisses and that's what he loves. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I love that too, honey. Like so cute. So I thought I would share that. Also, last night, he didn't go to bed till about quarter to 10 because his ear hurt because he ate too much. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, So far, his ear has been fine. So let's have our fingers crossed that it's not like an ear infection. He's never had an ear infection before. Um, So I always get nervous when he says that his ear hurts. But honestly, his ear was full of wax and I cleaned it all out and he said it felt better. So fingers crossed. Um, Okay, this is part two of default parent info and chat. I released last Thursday part one, which I recorded a long time ago Um, and I put it out. It was episode 21 of the podcast. So this, oh my God, my dogs, like I can't. Okay, I put my dogs in their houses, so hopefully we can't hear them barking. But the thing is, my in-laws are visiting and they sleep downstairs and the dogs know that there's other people in the house. And so if they hear them moving around, they start barking and it's so irritating. The dogs need like their own little house in the backyard. I swear to God, that would be ideal. Like, okay, time to go back to your house now while mommy does work. Okay, back to default parent. So I didn't even know what this was until quarantine started because, okay, I live in Canada. I had a 12-month maternity leave from my PhD program. So while during that time, I was staying home with Milo, like I was technically a stay-at-home parent. My husband was working his regular job, obviously, I mentally was not worried about anything else because I went into the 12-month maternity leave just being like, okay, Milo is my only focus and that's it. I didn't have, you know, other things I was trying to get done. Like I was just so focused on, okay, I'm taking these 12 months and that's all my focus is, is taking care of Milo and like getting into a routine. And obviously during that time, you're learning so much as well. Like, and it moves so fast. It's like, oh, he's crawling. Oh, we're starting solids. Oh, like this, that, this, that, like sleep and the. So you're very busy and very occupied. 
Once Milo started daycare, we got into a different kind of routine. And in the evenings and on the weekends, it was pretty well 50-50. And because Milo was in daycare, I'm able to run errands, get things done around the house that I wanted to do, you know, finish up my school stuff. I heard someone on TikTok call it, you have autonomy over your time. I think it was Casey Davis, uh, Struggle Care or Domestic Blisters on TikTok. Like you have autonomy over your time because, you know, you're bringing them to daycare or to school and now you have your day to organize and get things done. So if on Saturday morning my husband and I got up and my husband wanted to go cut the grass or like wash the cars or make a big breakfast, it's not a big deal because I've had all week to have my own thoughts and pee by myself and get things done that I wanted to get done. So during that time, I was like, I did not identify as a default parent. Now, quarantine hits, Milo's home. I'm home with Milo. My husband's working his regular job because he's a physician. During quarantine is when I started to feel like a default parent and started to realize how many stay-at-home parents must feel. Now, all of a sudden, my husband was getting home from work and I was irritated. Or it was Saturday morning and he was, you know, like doing dishes or making a big pancake breakfast, which on paper looks great. Um, But I was super irritated. Like, it's finally Saturday morning. You're home. Let's just chill so I can have my coffee and drink it while it's actually hot. But when my husband would, you know, go out and cut the grass or like run errands, now all of a sudden, like I have not been able to be relieved from the job that I have been doing all week. And sometimes people on TikTok say, you know, I really don't like that you call being a stay-at-home parent or taking care of your child a job. And I understand that, but the reason I refer to it as a job is because it is hard work and people don't look at it as a job or as being hard work. So in my mind, I'm like, maybe if I call it a job, people will start to understand better. Basically, staying home with young kids or being a stay-at-home parent does not get respect in our society. Childcare in all forms does not get proper respect, does not get proper pay, like a teacher, daycare workers, early child educators, you name it. We think childcare is so important and you know we like to say things like the children are the future like it's so important teachers jobs like are so like teachers are incredible yet we pay them like garbage and we don't respect those positions and I would bet money on the fact that it's because women traditionally take on those roles stay-at-home parent teachers childcare workers that's why so Lots of people say, why are you talking about this stuff? Isn't your kid in daycare? And it's like, yes, he is now. But I went through several months of being a stay-at-home parent and like times 10 because it was quarantine. I couldn't take him anywhere. We couldn't, you know, meet up with friends. We didn't have any family visiting. So yes, I like to still talk about this topic because it was mind-blowing to me. And it made me think about how many people are in that situation that can't open up to their partner about how they're feeling or feel like they don't have a right to complain or to want changes in their relationship. 
I think oftentimes it's even the stay-at-home parent that has this mindset that, well, I'm not bringing in money, so what I'm doing is not as important as what the partner is that works outside of the home is doing. So even they themselves have a hard time asking for what they want or asking for a break or asking for things to be different. But that should not be the case. Your partner would not be working outside of the home if it wasn't for you. I think a lot of people hear default parent and they assume that someone is a default parent because their partner sucks. And that's not the case. It can be in some situations, but for example, in my situation, that was not the case at all. It was just circumstances. So my husband has a busy job, works outside of the home. I was at home with Milo. It was quarantine. I am more anxious of a person than my husband is, so I mentally take on a lot of things that... I don't have to, like it's my own problem and my husband does not feel those things. Um, So that contributes to it. Um, Maternal gatekeeping, like my husband and I can do the same thing, have the same outcome, but I will watch to see how my husband's doing things um, because I want him to do it my way because I think my way is better, but at the end of the day, it's going to have the same outcome. So a lot of the things, like it can be, the default parents, not their fault, but it's just that they have a tendency to be more anxious, to overthink things, to, you know, plan things out that maybe isn't always necessary. So they put more stress on themselves um, where the other partner or parent does not do those things. Um, So it can be job circumstances, you know, anxiety, anxiety, So the family, like in our situation, we just kind of fell into this dynamic during quarantine. My husband would still do things that he would have done while Milo was in daycare, um, like cut the grass, wash the cars. But when Milo was in daycare and I had time to myself and I was able to get things done that I wanted to do, it wasn't an issue. But now when I've been home with Milo day in and day out and finally it's Saturday and my husband's home, I don't want him cutting the grass because now I'm not getting a break from the job that I have been doing 24-7. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts.
This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm gonna have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner. I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. A lot of people assume that I'm saying the person that works outside of the home is not working as hard as the person that's at home. That is not what I'm saying. Maybe in some situations that's the case, but that's not what I'm saying. I am just saying that the person that works outside of the home gets a break from their full-time job. They commute, they leave work and come home, and now they're able to do other things around the house. And honestly, some people are like, 
whoa, your husband comes home and cuts the grass or makes dinner must be nice. Like mine comes home and plays on the computer. Well, that's a problem. Like that is unacceptable. And someone made a really great point on my uh, TikTok saying that the person that works like is the stay-at-home parent, has a 24-7 job. The person that works outside of the home also has a 24-7 job. It's just that it's broken up into two different jobs. So you work outside of the home at your your job, like my husband's a physician. Then he comes home and he does his second job, which is being a parent, a husband, uh, like a home, you know, taking care of the home, let's say. So the person that's the stay-at-home parent just wants to have a break from their job. Also, it's very lonely being home with little kids. You just want adult interaction. So you're looking forward to your partner coming home all day and then they come home, say a quick hello and start cutting the grass or washing the cars or making dinner and you're still stuck doing what you have been doing all day. And this is why I started to notice that I would be looking forward to my husband getting home all day and then he'd come home and I'm pissed off. And it's because I had these expectations of, you know, being able to not even like get a break, but just do something else. And I remember like once my husband and I had this conversation and I explained all this to him, we started to make changes. And it was funny, like he would come home from work and be like, do you want to make dinner or do you want me to make dinner? Because like, it's like, do you want to go in the kitchen by yourself and like put on music and cook dinner by yourself? Or do you want to like hang out with Milo and I'll go make dinner? And that's all I'm talking about is like having a conversation about what what does each partner want to accomplish? What, you know, did the stay-at-home parent have a really difficult day with their kids and they are looking forward to making dinner on their own? Maybe they had a really great day and they're, they're okay doing either. Like, oh, it's okay. It's up to you. Do you want to make dinner or do you think... Do you want me to make dinner? And the same would go for weekends. So my husband and I have different priorities. I like to clean the bedding and make the beds and clean the bathrooms and organize closets, clear out the fridge, get groceries. Whereas my husband's like, oh, I want to like organize the garbage in the garage and cut down like recycling boxes and, you know, cut the grass and wash the cars and take the car for an oil change, like whatever it might be. We have different things that we want to get done. But when the person that's the stay-at-home parent is home all week with kids, they are unable to get things that is a priority for them done. But the person that works outside of the house, if they come home and then they just start doing things that are a priority to them, Now they're able to get their stuff done, but the stay-at-home parent is not able to do anything. So it started to become a conversation of, okay, the weekend's coming up. What would you like to accomplish? What would I like to accomplish? What would we like to do as a family together? Like we're going to go visit a farm or take Milo to the aquarium, you know, so that everyone has their time to get something that's important to them done, run some errands that they want to get done you know, make whatever meal and then also have alone time. Maybe you want to go on the Peloton, like make a plan. And I love the comments that I get on TikTok when I talk about this stuff. And, you know, it's always men that jump into the comments and they're like, well, are you going to clean the gutters and wash the cars? And it's like, you know what? 
Chris, maybe I will. Like, maybe I do want to do that to get a break from the job that I have been doing all week. Also, it's always these tasks that are like really not that important. You know, if we don't get to cutting the grass till next week, that's okay. Like that's going to be okay. There's things that can't really wait, you know, like keeping the house somewhat clean and laundry and making food and getting groceries. Like these are things that I would say are a priority in like from week to week. Cutting the grass and washing the car, not so much, okay? Um, That can wait. And honestly, sometimes I think it's just a way for people to get out of the house and escape the responsibility of taking care of little kids because taking care of little kids is difficult, it's draining, it's boring. And yeah, many times I would much rather go cut the grass, listen to a podcast and get a suntan, okay? It always boils down to communication. And if your partner does not receive these conversations very well, like that's a problem. And I'm not saying you go into the conversation like attacking them. It's literally just explaining the situation, explaining how you feel and explaining how maybe you guys can change things up so that moving forward, you do things a little bit differently. Your dynamic, your family dynamic is a little bit different. If you, and I love this example, if you can't pack up a suitcase right now and leave for four or five days, that's a problem. What that tells me is that you're doing way more of the childcare tasks in the house than the other parent. Like I up and left and went to LA for what, four or five days and I didn't even think twice about it. Like I had zero concerns because my husband feeds Milo meals very often. He knows what he eats, how to cut up the food, how to give it to him, how like what he likes, what he doesn't like, snacks. He also does bath time and bedtime routine very regularly. We do it together. Sometimes my husband does it alone. Sometimes I do it alone. Um, He sleeps with the monitor. He knows how to handle Milo getting up in the middle of the night. Um, He does morning routine. He drives him to daycare. Both parents need to be well-versed in the day-to-day goings-on of your children. And if you're not, then that's when you get into these situations where one parent, usually the mom, feels like they can't leave. You know, even for, I've heard people say like, I couldn't even leave for an afternoon if I wanted to. That is mind-blowing to me. And I would really encourage, you know, parents that are in that situation to have a big-ass conversation and make some changes in the day-to-day, you know, dynamic of their family. I feel like when there's a family dynamic where one parent does most of the childcare tasks, that's also where you run into the problem of the child or the children only going to the default parent for issues, for whatever, for comfort, for... In my situation, we do not have that at all. Milo goes through phases of like, 
wanting mommy, wanting daddy, where he wants my husband to put him to bed. He wants, you know, mommy to put him to bed. It's like always flipping and flopping. Um, And I love that. You know, sometimes he wants daddy and I'm like, oh, like I feel bad. But at the end of the day, I'm like actually so happy that that's the situation and that he like my husband and I are both his safe spaces and he is just as comfortable with my husband as he is with me. Sometimes even more so because since Milo was a baby, my husband has slept with the monitor and does most of the nighttime stuff. And people probably think that's insane. But that was a huge relief for me to know every single evening that I would have some alone time and I would have uninterrupted sleep for the most part. Like if Milo was having a really rough night and it wasn't just like a short little wake up, then obviously I get up too because I can hear what's going on. But it was a relief to be like, ah, like this evening I'm going to have alone time. I'm not even going to have the monitor. And That's another issue. Just as a side note, so many people are like, the stay-at-home parent gets a break when the kid is napping or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, oh my God, do you think we're not doing other stuff while they're napping? The one time we have to even think straight and get anything done around the house that has to be done. Sure, if I'm like absolutely exhausted because I didn't sleep the night before, I'm going to lay down. But it is not... uh, Like you're not, I wouldn't consider that alone time when you're attached to a monitor just waiting for your child to wake up. Um, No, not relaxing. I have spoken about our sleeping arrangements on past episodes um, and it just works for us. My husband's like a professional sleeper. He can get up, fall back asleep instantly. Whereas if I get up, I'm up for the rest of the night. So that is just how we worked as a team to uh, ensure that everyone got as much sleep as possible. So, so yeah, I honestly, it breaks my heart to think that some people try and bring up this conversation with their partner and they just get shut down or they get made to feel like what they're doing is not difficult during the day or that like, you know, why would you be tired? You've been home all day in your pajamas. Like that breaks my heart because it is so hard to stay home with little kids. Um, Mentally, emotionally, physically, like it is really difficult. And people who do not respect the parent that is staying home and respect what they're doing and how difficult it is have not done it themselves, obviously. Just on some recent TikToks, there's so many men who say, you know, I never really understood what it was like until quarantine when I had to be home with my kids all day. And it's like, ah, like it's so nice to hear comments like that. Um, Even like some men reaching out to me and saying, you know, I never understood like the default parent thing and just like the mental load and all of this stuff that my wife must be dealing with. So thank you so much for talking about this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is so nice. I love getting messages like that. I also love getting messages from other moms who say, you know, they never understood like why they were feeling upset and burnt out and you know, hearing my content has made them look at how their family functions and bring up these conversations with their partner. 
I love that so much. So I hope these conversations can give you some, you know, encouragement to bring up these issues if you find yourself in this situation. Um, Yeah, that's all for today. I am going to go make some oatmeal. Guys, my digestion, like I just have to say, so it got all messed up in LA because you're eating differently, your routine is off, the time change, like it sucked. Um, Came home, decided I was pissed off, went super back on my, you know, poop promoting diet and I am so back on track. I love it so much. You truly do not realize how much your digestive system sucks until you start to really have amazing poops. Like, you just don't. You don't understand. If you are looking for some more content like this, the episode on Tuesday is with Laura Danger. She is that, no, this darn chat or that, no, that darn chat on TikTok. She has incredible content about the division of labor in the home. So it really is a nice, you know, even like a third part to this whole default parent uh, conversation. So that is coming up on Tuesday. So make sure you check that out. If you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe, follow the podcast. We are almost at 10,000 followers on the Instagram page. I'm so excited. I said I was going to have a pizza party once we hit 10K. So stay tuned. I hope everybody has a lovely weekend and you get to do things that you um, want to get done, that you have some family time and you have some alone time and that your children sleep tonight. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.